0: Hello and welcome to another MyTunes podcast right here at ManxRadio.com.
1: Mark Tiley,
0: the nation
2: station, Radio.
0: This week on MyTunes, I've got a journalist who's been very, very busy traveling the world and really cut her teeth in South Africa. We'll talk a lot about that, but she's here on Manx Radio. So please welcome to my tunes, Chanel Suku. Welcome to my tunes.
3: Hi, Mark. Thanks. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, it's good to get behind the scenes. We've done a few of these and they've been very, very interesting because I want to take you right back to South Africa. Were you born there?
3: I was born, yes. I'm a fifth generation South African Indian. Okay. So fifth generation meaning I am the fifth generation in my family born in South Africa.
0: And who was it that came over? Which ancestor of yours moved to South
3: Africa? This would be my great, great grandparents. Right. I think it was in July 1878. That's when the journey starts. And it starts from uh, Faisiabad. Yes. Faisiabad, yeah. He came from the port of Calcutta, and he arrived in Natal, Durban or KwaZulu-Natal was known as Natal then, uh, to work on a sugarcane farm.
1: Okay. So uh,
3: my dad always told me that, Chanel, you come from a lineage of farmers and fishermen.
0: And what was behind his move from India to Africa?
3: I think it was around the time, you know, when the British was colonising India and colonising all of the areas. They were moving Indians around for slavery. The Indians in South Africa were placed there to work. You know, they were taken from their families, which is a terrible thing to say, but this is how we've been told. You know, the, the stories we've heard, they were taken... From India either said, either told you know there's a better life for you here or come with us or maybe they wanted to leave I'm not sure but uh, yeah he had traveled on his own and my maternal great great grandmom she came with her family and they kind of met here well met in Durban and that's how they settled down he lived in Natal and he worked as a sugarcane farmer and so did his his children and his children after them so my granddad my granddad was the youngest of five brothers the elder brother well he didn't have a farm because back then indians couldn't own farms because you know you still had the whole slavery and stuff so my grandfather's big brother he kind of leased this farm his father's farm and they worked on the farm And my granddad, because he was the youngest one, I think he was a bit more fortunate in the sense that he could go out and get a job. So he actually managed to get a job in sales with PG Bison. So he worked with them until he got ill and he eventually passed on. My dad and his generation, they are the first in our family to have actually went through to university and graduated with a degree.
0: Remarkable story. It's the whole area... Of what you've just described about movement of people from India into South Africa is something that I certainly knew nothing about. I mean, the slavery, the slave trade going across to the Caribbean and to the Americas, yes, we, we had an awful lot of that in school, and we, we were told what was what, what went on and the horrors of that, but I had no idea about the movement of people from India into South Africa. Yeah, they were
3: taken in as slaves. Yeah,
0: well, th- thank you for sharing that. Have you ever been back to the region of India where your ancestors came from?
3: I haven't. Hopefully one day we would do it. Um, I'd like to go out with my dad, actually. A few years back, my dad and I, we were very interested. It was actually my dad uh, and uncle, Vinesh Maniram. My dad is Ravi Lachman, Ravindra Lachman. So my dad, my uncle, myself, my aunt, a few family members, we were quite interested because we had these indentured ship lists that were released. And through those ship lists, you could kind of track your ancestry. And I remember we were with one of my grandfather's brothers, the only surviving brother at that time. And he said, I remember I had an aunt that was born on board. Now you've got about what four ship lists with thousands, thousands of names and numbers, indenture numbers on it. Mm -hmm. Where do you even start? So we started off by searching born on board and we found the lady's name. Her name was Lachmania. So the moment we saw her name, it clicked with him. And we had, I think we had a document. And on that document, it had her indentured number. So it also said Born on Board. And next to her name, it had her parents' indentured number. And that's how we figured out, you know, the town and the village. how our lineage traced back. So that was my dad's project, you know. He researched it, he went through to I think the consulate and he got whatever documents to confirm that that is our ancestry. And what my uncle had gone and done with that is he's now created a biography. So he's written a book, Made in Mirbank, and it talks about the journey in India, how it came down and what we are doing now and how we've taken ourselves up.
0: Great research, well I hope you do get to make that trip at some stage. Let's have your first piece of music and talk me into the reason behind choosing Avicii. Avicii.
3: So, you know, as you heard, I'm very passionate about family, right? And one member of my family that I didn't mention is my brother, my dear brother. His name's Yashvir. So every time we're together, he always Plays a song and he always plays the Avicii Hey Brother song. And he'll give me a sly little look on the side and a little smile as well. And I think this is our song. So something close to him, my best friend. There we go. That's for him.
1: Hey, brother, there's an endless road to rediscover.
0: Tunes all this week is Manx Radio's Chanel Suku, although her journalism goes back way before coming over here to the Isle of Man. So I'm going to put this to you straight away, Chanel. When did you start getting interested in journalism?
3: Oh, this is an interesting one. So when I was finishing school, I was 18, right? And, you know, you kind of have an idea what you want to do. So you go to university and you apply for a few different subjects. Now, me being young, I wasn't too sure what I wanted to do. So my dad took me to the applications office. Six subjects I put in. Uh, what was it? I put in food technology and biotechnology and, you know, all the big fancy words. And I came down to the sixth one and my dad put journalist. And I, was, I said, Dad, journalism, I'm not sure. And he said, trust me. And I did. And journalism was the first letter that I got an, got an acceptance for. I went through for the test and I was accepted to study even though I was still completing my final year in school. So journalism started because of my dad and ever since I've done it, I've loved it. I can't see myself being anywhere else or sitting you know, behind an office doing a normal office desk job.
0: I don't know if I'm... I'm going to take a guess here. You were, I reckon you were a very inquisitive child and always asking questions. Am I right?
3: Probably, yes. My dad said it was because when I was younger, I liked to write stories.
0: Okay. That's what what he said, yeah. Yeah. So you went off to university. Yes. And was it a print journalism or was it a multimedia journalism course? How did it run? So
3: it was just a broad multimedia journalism course where you can choose in your final year, broadcast or print. And I had chosen broadcast as my major. Um, When I was... In my first year, one of the lecturers had given us the opportunity to go to a community radio station. So it was about five of us that went through and they had given us the chance to do one news bulletin, you know, on, on, on that day. And I remember doing it and the station manager, he kept smiling at me as I read it. And somehow I just stuck to the building. Uh, week after week, I'd you know, I'd chat to the newsreaders, readers or they'd email me or message me and say, Hi, Chanel, would you mind covering this weekend? Or would you shadow us? Or both of us are ill. Would you mind coming in? So that's how it, you know, that's how my career started, I guess.
0: Foot in the door. And you said the rest of me is coming in. Yep. <laughs> you said there. Can't are...
3: get rid of me now.
0: And this was a community station for the community of Indians in South Africa.
3: Yes. The Hindu community. Hindu community. The Hindu right. community. So it was Radio Hindvani. And that—that's that, how it started. News reading at Radio hindbani
0: And which part of South Africa was that? All in Durban. All in Durban. All in Durban. So the university was Durban as well. It's My university, yes. Back in there, okay. Dad knew. Dad knew. I think for today's bit of music, we better have something from South Africa.
3: Oh yes, definitely. So what
0: are we going to have
3: today? We're going to have the Parlotones. It's a beautiful song. It's called "I'll Be There." Now, this one is one of my top five songs. It's also one of my husband's top five songs. We've seen the Polytones a few times, and I remember the first time seeing them and seeing this song. It was at a Valentine's Day event that we had both attended, and I've loved it ever since.
2: I'll ever bloom, can't promise Cause just like hearts, it get broken But i try my
1: hardest
2: Even if you're rich, even if you're poor Every breath you breathe, I'll be there for you even if you're strong even if you're not every breath you breathe i'll be there song is forever. The song is forever.
0: Yesterday, my MyTunes guest, Chanel Suku, from the Isle of Man's Manx Radio's newsroom, but originally from South Africa, told us a little bit about work on a community station, a Hindu station in Durban. What she didn't mention, but very kindly she tipped me off, was your love of Bollywood dancing. (laughs) I guess, you know, any child,
3: or in the Indian household, you know, you watch your English movies, you watch your Bollywood movies... You also listen to the kind of music. And when I was younger, my mom actually um, wanted to enroll me in Bollywood dancing. So that's how I joined. I joined the Melanie Kiston Dance Academy. And from there, I joined the Melanie Kisten Dance Troupe. So we'd go around all parts, all around Durban, all around Peter Maritzburg. If there was a show, we would be there dancing. If someone had a private event, they would hire us to dance. Um, she'd sometimes hold productions, you know, staged productions, and we'd be that little dancing pieces in between and stuff,
0: so, yeah. Wow, so that was professional work. It was, yeah. Dancing, do you still keep it up? Not so much, no. Not so much. Now, here's the thing, give me an idea of scale of the community, the Hindu community in that Durban area. Was it quite a big, big community?
3: It's quite a big community, yeah. South Africa, I think we've got millions of people, and we've got every race group and every type of religion as well one thing that i like about south africa is the cultural you know we we accept every culture and you'll have a mosque on one road and you'll have a church just down the road or a temple just down the road let's just say if it's a religious christian day the mosque you know they'd maybe they'd lower their azan just to just to have respect for the christian community or if it's a muslim uh, an islamic religious day then the church would maybe open their yard so people can put their cars in you know everyone's very accepting and very welcoming
0: it is a melting pot isn't it for for sure and how often do you get back how often do you get back home oh i say home is it home still or is this home now
3: well it's it's kind of a dual home it's (laughs) home here and home there (laughs) yeah we try to do if we can once a year we've been home Last year we went home. We're going home for Christmas this year. It's going to be our first Christmas in three years, and we're very excited. It's going a to be hot, very hot.
0: hot Christmas in South Africa, in Durban, yeah?
3: Yeah, I think um, the moment I get my foot down there, I'm going to say, right, I'm happy, I'm ready to come back to the, to, my, to, my, uh, to, to the winter wonderland here.
0: Yeah. Well, have a great trip and a great Christmas. But let's have a fabulous version of a song, Stand By Me. What made you go for this version?
3: So when I was a kid, you'd watch your cartoons in the morning, right? And then straight after your cartoons, you'd have that ad break and that music video. And I'm not sure exactly what the song was, why this version of the song was created, but it's titled, you know, For the Cause. So I'm assuming there was something that was happening in the world at that time, and that's why this version was released and i remember seeing this video and every morning i would watch this video and I, I just like it i like the song stand by me i like every version of it but i feel as though this is one that you can you know mo- move along to <laughs> <laughs> Good
1: yes it is not, it is not that fun really that come when the night has come and the
2: land is dark when the night
0: My guest on my tunes all this week is Chanel Suku from the Manx Radio Newsroom. But we haven't yet talked about how she got here and what her plans for the future are. So, Chanel, just tell me, you came here when?
3: We got here 2021, August 2021.
0: Yeah. So, just sort of almost middle of pandemic or just, just after. Just, just
3: as it was ending, yeah.
0: Yeah, gosh, a tricky time to move anywhere.
3: We... Could have done the move just before the pandemic, actually. But, you know, everything sort of halted. And uh, it, But it, it was nice to spend that family time that I got to spend. I had my grand. My grandma was still alive at that time. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, we lost her just after the pandemic or during the pandemic. You know, for the longest of times, we all stayed away. We stayed indoors. Yep. And uh, somehow, one day, my dad had to go out for a meeting. So we, you know, he he went out and he came back and we took all precautions, you know, we made him change his shoes, he went straight in the shower and all of that. But it turns out a few weeks later that a few of his colleagues were testing positive. And one of the colleagues that was present at that meeting, I think she had it and she unfortunately, you know, it spread through her. So in our household, my dad, my brother, and my gran had tested positive. Mm. I was negative, but I was showing symptoms. But we were okay, you know, they say that first 10 days are crucial. So we were okay for those 10 days. Uh, My gran was absolute fighter that entire 10 days. And unfortunately on her 10th day is when she asked to be taken into hospital because I think she was having a little bit of difficulties. So she went and she was admitted and she was doing absolutely amazing. For the month that she was in, she was in ICU because, you know, with COVID, all the hospitals were locked down, no one could go in, no one could go out. Fortunately and luckily for us, the doctor was actually allowing us in. I think I went and saw her on Christmas Day. I saw her, you know, I saw her a few times and she actually recovered from COVID. But because she was on the bed for about a month, the muscles in her legs had deteriorated. So she couldn't, if she was trying to stand up, she was feeling dizzy. So they moved her out to a normal ward and tried to strengthen her legs so she could come out. And, you know, we were getting the house ready and all excited for her. But unfortunately in that process, she picked up an uh, an infection and then that's how she, you know, eventually passed. But that those few months at home during the pandemic were really nice because she'd read out in the newspaper, we'd get all of these quizzes and stuff and she'd read it out to all of us at home. And my brother's friends, they'd be playing with him, you know, over the computer and they'd hear it. And they'd also be shouting out answers. So it was nice family time.
0: Strong lady.
3: Yeah. But eventually, yeah, my husband and I came over. Yeah. And I think it was in October, I remember applying to Meng's Radio, I sent out an email to the newsroom, and Ruby, our HR, she got back to me. And I remember coming in for my interview. There was a whole presentation I had to do. And the entire time I had, so we had Ruby, who's HR, and we had Alex Brindley. And the entire time, Alex just had the biggest smile on his face, and he kept nodding along to everything I was saying. And I remember the moment they walked out, you know, they had a little test for me. And the moment they walked out, I just heard the both of them saying, Oh, she's so good. And I think that just touched and melted my heart.
0: Well, it's great having you here. What sort of subjects, looking forward now, I mean, you cover any old thing on the other yeah. hand, but what really sparks you up when you're looking at a subject and you're thinking, I'm going to follow that up? As a journalist, because you, you're heart and soul journalist, what, what is it that drives you?
3: Anyone can email us about something and I think, oh, wow, you know, I'd like to help. I'd like to make a difference. I'd like to take this further. You know, whatever it is, I, I'm sure I can help. And if I can, I definitely will. That's, I think that, that that's the gist. You can't yeah. say
0: fairer than that. Let's have a fantastic South African track to finish the week. What's it going to be?
3: Right. It's Mango Groove. Yep. It's Home Talk. And the reason why I chose this one is because I'd go to these flea markets with my families. Well, with my family. And there was this one mar- uh, flea market called Stables Flea Market. And you'd get about two or three guys, Unfortunately, they were amputees, but they would be outside the flea market, you know, drawing with their limbs and the most beautiful artwork you could ever picture. So they'd be drawing and there'd be other guys with a flute. And in this song, you hear the flute going off. And that reminds me, that takes me back to that, you know, those, those childhood days.
0: Well it's been and a, it's a
3: nice dancing. Song. It's
0: a very no very bouncy tune. Chanel it's been a wonderful week. Thank you for this. Thank you for everything you're doing at Manx Radio and here's to the future. Thank you. Mango groove and home talk. What a cracking way to end a wonderful week of my tunes with my guest, Chanel Suku. I'm Mark Tiley. Get yourself back here for more podcasts every single day at manxradio.com and join me if you can for The Morning Show, 9.30 to 12, Monday to Friday.